Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcomed questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we'll take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join our host as we get real with ourselves, with God, and with you. Welcome to another episode of Real Life, Living in the Here and Now. Uh, this is Joe Farmer, and I'm happy today to have uh, Jamie Couch and Anthony Waters with us today. So guys, thanks for coming on the program. Thank you. Glad to be here, Joe. Hey, man, it's great to have you. So uh, today's kind of a, an interesting, um, going to be an interesting show. Um, today we're... I want to not only uh, have you guys on as guests today, but uh, going forward, um, you guys are going to kind of be uh, taking over the podcast. So you're going to be jumping in. I'll, I'll come in whenever I'm needed. I'll just be in the bullpen. Uh, hopefully I won't be needed a lot. D- don't need me. Uh, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> don't, don't need me. Don't come. No, I'm just playing. Uh, no, this, this has been a lot of fun, but I really appreciate you guys uh, coming in and and um, uh, being a part of, of real life and um, and just look forward to what you guys have uh, for in the future. You know, when I started this podcast, I um, I really took a, a hiatus for a number of years. I still don't have social media. Um, I just really took a hiatus from a lot of things, and I really felt like uh, God asked me to start this podcast to talk about real life, real stuff, things you can't, you don't talk about, you know, uh, and, you, and you hear my intro, it says you ever want to raise your hand and ask a question during a Sunday morning sermon. People can't do that. And, uh, and you guys know this, and we'll talk about it a little bit, but it seems like um, as a church, and I include myself in that, we, we haven't done a great job in giving people a place to do that. So That's right, Joe. And, uh, you know, first of all, I want to say, Joe, thank you for what um, – what you've done with this podcast has been neat to go back and listen to uh, all the episodes that you put out there. It's a really interesting conversation. So um, what would you say has been uh, some of your key takeaways from your journey uh, as lead, starting, starting the podcast, planting it from scratch? Uh, what's been some of your, uh, some of your key takeaways? Uh, well, just that you know, I don't know what I'm doing. That I just, uh, you know, as most things I've done, God never asked me. He's like, hey, you, you remember that thing you, you know how to do perfectly? Let's do some more of that. I just feel like God's always asking me to do things that I've, I've never done before. So there's a big learning curve. I've made a lot of mistakes. And and if people are here today, they see, you know, how we struggle with technology. Uh, I, I, I believe, I can't prove this in the Bible, but... There may be one reference in the Bible when demons are cast out of people, they enter into sound and computer equipment, just kind of like they did to pigs, you know, in the Bible. So my my biggest takeaway is just that you know I'm I'm just trying to be real, and I don't I don't fake it. Uh, I'm not trying to act like I, I have all the answers. I've been very vulnerable on this show. I mean, I talk about my struggles, but um, I think we go through things for a reason. You know, nothing is wasted with God. When the Bible talks about being more than a conqueror, I used to read that and not really understand what that is. How can you be more than a conqueror? You know, if you conquered, you conquered. But 
Being more than a conqueror is taking something that the enemy tried to destroy you with and then using it against him. That's what it means to be more than a conqueror. So the things that I've been through, I'm using now to help other people. And uh, a few years ago, some of the things that I went through, I remember, you know, and I've talked about this some on the podcast, and I'll talk about it some today when I preach, but what I went through... I remember I went to bed one night and and I had this dream about this lady and she was talking to some people after church and 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 she was talking about her problems and I walked by real sarcastically and I said, oh, "You know what your problem is?" She said, "What?" I said, "Well, you're possessed with the devil." And she said, "I know, but can't you help me?" And I I said, "Well, yeah, I, I can help you." And when I woke up, the Lord spoke to me and he said, "I've allowed you to go through this." So you'll understand how people like that feel. And so I want to take those things. You know, and if people, uh, you know, lose confidence in me or whatever, I, I, I don't care. This is who I am. And I have dealt with things, and I will deal with more things in the future, but I'm going to use those as a way to help people. Right. So sort of sort of Peter in, in with his journey, right, as he, as he failed, he – he would think probably to himself it may be over, uh, but uh, that Christ took that and flipped it, and he found himself days later after his greatest failure uh, propelled forward with the Holy Spirit preaching the gospel uh, with the power of the Holy Spirit for the first time uh, for the world to hear uh, there on Pentecost. And so I think that's pretty neat how that, you know, your story, and, and you're, you're, you're actually creating this platform here in the podcast to be able to uh, create a safe place, a place that folks can talk, uh, you know, real about their failures and and uh, and and successes in their failures and how they fell right. forward uh, in in the kingdom. And so, I know Anthony and I have been uh, had a lot of conversation around, um, you know, the podcast as it is today, and 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 the the value of authenticity um, in the kingdom and the gap that there is in the kingdom there's a lot of plastic things uh with religion and the world that we live in today um and american religion especially but what we our aspiration uh, with journey community our latest church plant here in monticello kentucky and we're sitting here right now uh beside a coffee roaster in monticello kentucky in an old coffee shop uh we're we're we're, uh, we're here but our vision is to reach the gap in an authentic real way in a way that, that, that they can connect and I think that's where this podcast really I think aligns with our mission there's right. so many untold stories and, and Anthony I want to I hear what you want to say about this so, so many untold stories that are out there right testimonies of redemption you got you got business owners and, and entrepreneurs in, in this region that have powerful stories of redemption and how that what it means to be a difference maker in the world. And so our vision is to bring those stories to light and give them a platform to be able to give God the glory uh, for what they're doing through, through through them. And so let's identify that gap and fill that gap, create a place uh, for folks to share that. So, Amen. So I tell you what I really like about it. I, I love, I love the podcast. I, I think it's, and I love the platform that you do have set up, Joe. I think, I think it's really amazing to look and to see how much of a gap there truly is. Yeah. Because I think that first Peter three fifteen, I think that I think the church as a whole failed first Peter three fifteen as being able to give an account 
for the hope that's inside of you. I was sitting in my garage one day and a uh, Jehovah's Witness came up and he started talking to me and he said, I've never met anybody like you before. And I said, well, my father made me unique. And he said, I've went to every one of your neighbors down through here and I've asked them why they have a hope in God and none of them could give me an answer. And I was like, really? So, I mean, there is a huge gap. And I think, I think it's the duty of the church, man. I think it's the duty of the church to disciple and to make disciples. And if you can't give an answer for the hope that's inside of you, and I'm, I'm like Jamie with the gap. There's such a huge gap. There's so many people that they don't even know why they believe in God. Right. And they've got so many questions with no answers. And in the first time that you ask them a question, they stumble and they fall. These are the ones that were, that as the sower went forth, this was the seed that fell that didn't take good root, but it sprung up. And it looked good, but as soon as the sun comes out, it scorched it. Right. I think, and again, I think the church is largely responsible for that because we got away from preaching the gospel to preaching what I call life enhancement. Come to Jesus because he'll make your life better. He'll, you know, he'll make your job better. He'll make all that. None of that is the gospel. It's the, actually the exact opposite of that. You know, I didn't get saved because I wanted a better job or because I wanted to get out of poverty. I got saved because I was lost and because the wrath of God was abiding on me. And I knew that if I died, that I would go to the hell that I just justly deserved. That's the gospel. And that's the truth. But the problem is today, people, um, as they should, I mean, as you know, people flee from the light. Uh, people don't want to come to God. That's why the way to destruction is broad. That's why the way that leads to life is narrow. Jesus said many there would be that would find that broad way. So people uh, are born inclined to reject the gospel. So what the church did we started dimming the lights. We started playing the, the songs. We started, I, even, I even had a very, if I mentioned the guy's name, you would know him, very, very famous, best-selling author, uh, been in ministry a very long time, even tell me that. He came here and we had some crusades, and he asked me, why do you live here? He said, these people act like they don't even need God. He said, we should dim the lights. We should blah, 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 all of this stuff. And I said, you know, you know, that's not the answer. The answer is, you know, we just... We love, we speak the truth in love, but we share the truth. We don't say, come to Jesus because he'll give you a better life. We say, come to Jesus because, you know, one day you're going to meet him, you know, flee the wrath that is to come, you know, and repent. That's the gospel. Repent and put your trust in Jesus. So uh, going forward, guys, uh, since you guys are going to be doing this, uh, you're going to be largely heading up the, the podcast what do you how do you see um where do you see the podcast going from here how will it be the same how will it be different and what do you what do you see your vision for it going forward joe i'll I'll bounce in here first and then uh want to hear anthony as well Uh, we talked a lot about it prayed a lot about it anthony uh for years has had a vision uh for a podcast a platform to, to to share the message and to get uh the authenticity of the word out there and some answers to some tough questions out there so i think that your, the, plat, the, the foundation that's been laid. And Joe, you've laid a very solid foundation for the podcast here. Um, so we're going to build on that and hop up, hop up on top of your shoulders and, and continue. I'm short. so uh, You know, that's just easier to climb on that yeah. way. So. My, my son is huge, but I, I'm short. <laughs> we're going to climb on your shoulders, Joe, and, and, and just pick up uh, the mantle here and run with it. Um, so 
I think there's a lot of stories that need to be told. Amen. Right? A lot of stories of redemption, a lot of stories of, uh, of, of resurrection, um, and that needs to be heard. There's enough bad news in the world. There's enough. Uh, there's plenty of podcasts out there if we want to hear um, um, storytelling and etc. We want to hear real life stories of redemption. Now, we also want to hear. Uh, I think how um, uh, in in our region, Appalachia region here, there's a lot of Christian business leaders that have. Um, they don't have a platform to be able to share what it means to be a business leader or a leader in the community in this environment so it's kind of isolated to the church and so they segmented church and and secular and sacred right. and so what we would like to do is to be able to merge that platform to say there's no such thing as secular That's if right. you're a believer That's and right. give them that platform to be able to tell their story and and share what it means to be a, a, a christian leader in society today outside of a pastor outside of all these other roles that are inside the church what does it mean to be a Christian leader at uh, the local factory or uh, the the local coffee shop or the local whatever that may be? So, Anthony, what's your... Yeah, so I'm right in line with what you're saying. There's so many beautiful testimonies that so many people have of the goodness of God, of how God has moved in their life and the things God has done. The business leaders and the communities reaching out to them being that light to help them with leadership and, you know, just to point them. And then at the same time to also be able to come in and to answer the tough questions. I love, I love apologetics ministry. It's something that when I first heard about it years ago, I was like, man, what are we having to apologize for the gospel for? (laughs) But now I understand what apologetics is. It is being able to give an answer, a correct answer, because there's a lot of answers. But exactly. only have the correct answer. Exactly. And to be able to broadcast that, to be able to get that out there, to be able to answer the tough questions. Yep. We, I, had a, I was teaching a Sunday school class one time, and I stopped the class, and I just asked everybody in the class, I said, what questions do you have? I said, I can sit up here and teach you all day, but what questions do you really have? And we sat there for the next two Sundays, and they just asked questions. Then we, take, we took a week at a time, and we would look at each question, and we would focus, and we would answer these questions one at a time, and that was awesome. And Man. to watch them grow and actually let them understand. That way, when they're bombarded, they felt like they, could, they had a good, solid rock to stand upon. Mm. You know, and I mean, that's what Christ is. He's our solid rock, and we need to know that we can run to him for help, for rescue, for the answer. He is the answer. He is the remedy. That's, it's exciting. Amen. I, I think... Uh, and, I, and you've heard me say this a lot of times too on the podcast. I, I've, I've said so many people I, I talk with, uh, I, I'm, I meet with a lot of leaders, pastors, and, and just different people from, for some reason. God's put a lot of those people in my life. I ask them, why can't we just have an honest conversation about what we're doing? Uh, who decided one day that this was the only way we could do things and we can never deviate from it. Not only that, you see it not work here, and then people, the same group of people will go down the road and start a work and do it the same way. And I've seen this pattern repeated time and time and time and time again, when in reality, if we look at Scripture and if we just look at how people learn, people do not learn. What we've done, we've took the most gifted people, the people that are most gifted at singing and preaching and teaching, we put them on a platform, and then the people sitting in the audience are thinking, I can't do that. That's not reproducible. So 
okay, why can't we talk about that? I mean, I'm going to talk about it. I don't care, you know, if, if you don't know me. I just honestly just don't care. You can get mad at me. You can not like me. But uh, until you give me a good answer, I'm not going away. So let's talk about it. There's no reason why we can't talk about it unless, of course, you're insecure, which is the problem as well. People are building their own little kingdoms. Mm. Uh, basically, they're CEOs of these little churches, and, and they're protecting that. But but you're not helping people by doing that. So let's have an honest conversation and, and talk about why we do what we do. Mm. And if it's not working, why can't we change it? I don't mm. know a business anywhere in the world that has that as their business model that, hey, this is the way we're going to do it forever. We're never deviating from it. And you know what? If we go bankrupt, then let's just go bankrupt. We'll close the doors. I don't know any mm. business. But, yeah, that's the church. Here's how we're doing it. And if you don't like it, then so be it. But, yet we have people sitting in the pews, and we look out in our community, and people are dying. People are hurting, and we're not helping them. And I think one of the biggest things, and I'll shut up and let you talk, Jamie, but one of the biggest things I think – we need to get across to people is that when you get saved, all your problems don't go away. Right, not at all. You know, I tell people I didn't know how screwed up I was till I got saved right. because I'm not medicating anymore. Right. Okay, I'm not drinking, smoking, doing all the things that I used to do. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I'm, I've got all these problems. You know, I've got. I tell people when I got saved one day I would be suicidal, and the next day, I was ready to take on hell with a squirt gun. I mean, literally, it was that sharp. I mean, just a roller coaster. But I didn't have anybody to sit down for five minutes and talk to me about life. Right. Talk to me about practical, everyday things, about struggles, about all that. Right. I've just told, you know, do this, don't do that. And it just doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, Joe, I think I think you just highlighted several of the biggest gaps we have. and. We've got uh, this sacred world, right, where everything, uh, everything religiosity, religion lives in this world. And outside of that, the church has done a poor job over over time. I mean, you know, there's a lot of great things the church does, right? So we're not just, do, but but the, the deal is we got to find a way to communicate in a real authentic way what it means to live life on Monday morning, on Tuesday morning. And I I would say, and I don't mean to interrupt that, I'm not saying that we have the answers, but we're having the conversation, and we're not in denial about it, and I'm not running from it. So, again, I I don't want to come across like we figured it out. I'm just telling you, I've been on a 15-year journey asking God why we do this, and Mm -hmm. should I keep doing it this way? Should we do it this way? I'm just telling you something inside of me saying looking at just it's no different than running a report at business why aren't people getting saved why aren't people being healed why aren't people being set free why do we have a drug epidemic why is my world going to hell in a handbasket what can i do about it and if what i'm doing doesn't work why can't we change it i'm just wanting to have the conversation but a lot of people don't even want to have the conversation yeah it's it's calling out the elephant in the room yeah right Mm -hmm. so so we're 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 erasing taboo and we're bringing in conversations that we don't want to have because it makes us uncomfortable to have the conversation. So, Anthony, so I'll close on this. And I know we're about out of time. No, you take your time. You're fine. It's time that the church realizes what the church actually is. And it's time that the child of God learns that it is not about sitting in a pew. It's about being discipled and being sent. Not to sit, but to be sent. 
and to understand that and not to just go out blindly but to have the word of god be rooted and grounded in it that mm-hmm. way you're able to go out and you're able to make disciples sheep beget sheep that's right you know and, and i if you're out there listening today and maybe you're a young believer maybe you've been saved for years and you think what can i do tell people what god did for you I mean, the day after I got, well, actually the night I got saved. I got saved July 26, 1992 at 1 o'clock in the morning. I got up from praying at 20 after 1. I got on the phone, and I called everybody. And I, we didn't have cell phones. Mm. We, I called everybody I knew and told them what God had done for me. Mm. The next day, there, you know, there was two buildings that, that, you know, coming into Wallens Creek where I'm from in Harlan County, and there's one little red light. I stood in the middle of the road that day. Mm. I stopped every car that came through town that day. I didn't know any scripture. I hadn't been to Bible college. I hadn't even been to church yet. All I knew was that the night before, God changed my life. And I spent all day. Traffic was blocked up. I had people pulling off on the side of the road. And I spent all day trying to explain to people what God had done for me the night before. It's been 28 and a half years almost later, and I'm still trying to explain it. What God did for me. I was blind, but now I see. I was dead, but now I'm alive. I just, I'm just, it's just a beggar telling another beggar where to find bread, you know, and that's what I did. So if you're out there today, if you know the Lord, you have a ministry. Just tell people what your life was like before Jesus and what it's like after Jesus. What did God do for you? What did He do in your heart, you know? Anything else, guys, before we close? No, Joe, thank you. uh, And, you know, I want to say thank you for the foundation that you've laid here uh, with the podcast, and um, uh, we we appreciate the opportunity to share along the journey and just to be along the journey with you and uh, see what God's going to do with it. Amen. I, I appreciate you guys, and thank you for picking this up. And uh, I have so many things going on. I really don't completely understand what God is doing yet uh, in my life, where I'm going. It doesn't make sense. It usually don't. I'm the kid. You remember the kid in class that the teacher always gave busy work to, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't get in trouble. That's me. God gives me busy work at the last minute. And he goes. He goes. By the way, this is what I really want to do, and he didn't tell me because I would screw it up. So uh, I guess I'm in the busy work phase. I don't really know what's going on. I'm doing a bunch of stuff. I don't know if any of it's even matters or any if it even pertains to big picture, but. I don't know how, I just know him. I'm going to follow him. But I uh, appreciate everybody that does tune in and listen to the real life living in the here and now. I know it's going to be so much better going forward. Appreciate you guys stepping up and uh, being a part of this ministry and what God is doing. But until we talk again next week, uh, we want to remind you to just keep it real. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us again next week as we tackle real life together.